This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with the other person who lives in this home and is the other person on this podcast. It's Sarah Scrimshaw. Hello. Hello. I said last week that I would start the podcast by asking you random questions. Yeah. So, uh, if a Snickers bar could speak, what do you think it would sound like? I like to eat chocolate. <laughs> so the Snickers bar would talk about eating other chocolate. Yep. <laughs> this is gold. Uh, this is much better than asking you, how are you? Because I, I suppose if I asked you how, how you are and you just said in a, in a little voice, I like to eat chocolate, <laughs> that would have been a fine answer too. I mean, I guess, I'd, yeah, I should have worked on that. I think we both learned a lot. There we go. <laughs> and now the podcast is just total perfect little bookend. We start with weird questions and we end with <laughs> weird questions. Uh, let's get into our topic uh, for this week. We are beginning to reemerge into the world, and that means uh, going to the ocean, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yep. <laughs> for us, at least. We're very lucky uh, to live in California where we can get to the ocean uh, relatively easily and uh, the reason that we're talking about the ocean this week is because last week we went and looked at it, right? We sure did. Yeah. So uh, we we were, have, in fact, been talking about it on the podcast when we were discussing what trips do we want to do when we can travel again. Mm-hmm. And I was very adamant that I wanted to go to a hotel room where you could see the ocean and just read books. Mm-hmm. So we, we planned a vacation to do that. Mm-hmm. And then we partially succeeded. <laughs> because the place that we went to uh, had a great little uh, downtown uh, and had a used bookstore and a used record store and a great antique store. And we had lots of fun uh, being in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got some reading done, but a lot of looking at the ocean. Yeah. 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 So how would you rate our vacation? Do you feel like it was a success? Oh, absolutely. Complete success. Yeah. Because for me, a, a big part of it was looking at the ocean. Yeah, and you didn't care if it was reading or returning from the antique store as long as we looked at the ocean. Yeah, I mean, in planning, I was I was all all gung ho for reading and looking at the ocean, but I knew I know myself, so I knew that I would spend a lot of time looking at the ocean as opposed to reading. Yeah, um, so that was not a surprise that that was part of what I wanted to do. <laughs> but then the 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 town that was a delightful surprise. Yeah. Because we truly did just find, you did the research mm-hmm. uh, and found uh, a town that's a short drive uh, away from Los Angeles that had hotels uh, near a beach. Nothing too fancy. In fact, it was just a, it was very weird for me because it was a kind of hotel that uh, normally I would go at, be at to do a convention, to mm-hmm. perform at a convention of some kind. And when I first walked in, and they're like, here are, here's the little bar lounge area where everybody would hang out in here are the arrows to the big meeting rooms in the ballroom i was like it was a weird time travel thing of like did i come here for a convention no (laughs) no i'm just gonna go to a room with the balcony and watch the waves or Uh, surprise i didn't tell you (laughs) (laughs) yes uh please don't ever surprise me with a convention yeah that's i I think a stress dream that i've had yeah that i yeah no i think i think you're very safe with me on that one i know Mm -hmm. i know i am um yeah so uh, we had a nice little balcony uh, and there was a nice little boardwalk uh, that had seats so you could look at the mm-hmm. ocean. I just posted a picture on social media. There were some stairs uh, from the nice little boardwalk that led directly into the ocean, at least at that uh, tide. 
uh, which yeah. I just really like that. Of like, here, just casually stroll into the ocean. Here's some steps for it. Uh, and then there was also a physical beach with the sand and everything. Yeah. Yeah, which I know you like. So we spent some time looking at the ocean and thinking about the ocean. So we wanted to spend some time on Obsessed, being honest that that's what we're obsessed with in the, in the moment of the mm-hmm. rest of the week once we got back. We keep looking at each other and going, remember when we could look at the ocean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get into that. Absolutely. To you, what is the power of the ocean? What does it make you feel when you look at it? Wow. I mean, that to me is like, that's like asking what is what is space? Yeah. What is the ocean? These <laughs> well, are like we will, we the will, big questions in life. <laughs> we'll do what is space next week, maybe. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's... So it's so it's so many things because it's both calming and the vastness of it and the it depending on what's going on it can seem very uh very calm but you know it's not calm underneath the surface and you know that it can be roaring waves and big storms and you know and it's also I think that push pull of like it's it's water and you feel like do you want to be part of it or do you not want to be wet right now? And are you thirsty, but you can't drink this water? And it's just, it's so many things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that is a great and honest answer. It is many things. <laughs> I think every human is going to have a different answer up to a point. And then, you know, there have been many scholars, a few poets here and there who have tried to capture the ocean. This is not the first time someone's <laughs> asked this question. And I think that was a, a great summary of a lot of the things that that people feel and a lot of the reasons that they're drawn to it. I'm curious for you out of this whole great big list of uh, metaphors for our existence that we feel in our souls when we look at the ocean, Mm -hmm. what was your reaction this time? You know, we've talked a lot about going through the trauma of, of this time in our lives Mm -hmm. and needing uh, to find solace in general in this weird space that we're in right now of slowly reemerging into the world. Also just the power of you and I have been living for the most part in our one bedroom apartment. Uh, so there's the power of just being somewhere else. Mm-hmm. This is a very specific time in our lives to look at yeah. the ocean. So what did you get out of it this time? This time um, I found it healing um, that both the, its existence, the fact that that it's still there, it's <laughs> that it, still that doing it didn't its go thing. away, that it didn't close up. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry, <laughs> pandemic was too hard on the ocean; it's shut down. Yeah, you know, it didn't <laughs> turn pink uh, or th- anything like that. And so it was both just honestly the the presence of it. I found healing and soothing. Yeah, and um, like the kind of uh, as it was, it ever shall be. The the ocean's still here. Yeah, both that, but also that, um, just that, like the the sound of waves coming into a beach um, is like it, it felt to me. It's like that. Um, it's just like a little soothing. Like it's okay. It's okay. Okay. Like it's like it's an over and over again. Um, I found it very. I just. I mean, healing honestly is to me the best word for it because it was both about the coming the transition point of you know this being really our first thing that we had done um, post-vaccination and so it was both like hi i'm here and also yes this is okay this is good that you you are here and 
and also like an invitation. And I think especially because there is this great boardwalk and there are people, you know, walking along it, sitting on it, riding their bikes on it, riding their skateboards on it, you know, like all sorts of people using it in all sorts of ways. And so it did feel like a great and all brought there by the ocean. Yeah. And so I think both being on the boardwalk and also we had a view of the boardwalk from our hotel room um, just was like an invitation to like, yeah, come on back. It's okay. Yeah. No, we watched, we'll talk some about surfing. We watched a bunch of surfers. Mm -hmm. We watched people of all different ages. And it seemed to me just from a casual glance, all different kinds of relationships from like couples of all ages to groups of friends of all ages uh, to just people and their pets (laughs) walking the boardwalk and sitting there. And I, think that I enjoyed watching the other people enjoy the ocean almost as much as I enjoyed the ocean for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think for me, I, I felt many things uh, with uh, oceans, with the the power of them. I think sometimes it is for me the, the absolutely healing, the, um, the sort of amniotic of like you're being sort of comforted, like water as imagery can be life and it can be death. Like what you're talking about mm-hmm. with the like, ooh, I want to drink that, but I can't drink that. That would not, be not good. <laughs> uh, but that very like soothing, that that sensation that you, you are somewhere like um, dark and warm and safe. Yeah. Uh, so there's that healing. I think I have had times where I've been frustrated in life where people give that sort of uh, very traditional advice of, you know, just... If you've got a lot of problems, if you're feeling upset and like you can't get things done, just go look at the ocean and remember how much bigger it is. And that that one's always bugged me because like, if I already feel insignificant, the ocean is only going to make me feel more (laughs) insignificant. So I have sometimes truly like enjoyed the ocean as they like the that reflection of like you, you are tiny. You know, you you know, you if you embrace this in any way, you will simply be wiped out out by it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't care that you're there. (laughs) <laughs> there are billions of creatures under these waves that don't know you exist and don't care. Uh, there is a a, <laughs> a dark side version of the ocean that I sometimes find healing to just yeah reflect on. Yeah, right, absolutely. Um, but I think this time around, it I think I really connected to a sense of horizon mm-hmm. and a sense a soothing sense of there is something more. Because yeah. our worlds have been sort of diminished, like physically being in the same space, limited in, in what we could do, limited in how we could connect with other people. So going to the sea, going to the ocean and seeing the shore and the waves as the starting point to have this journey of the more the metaphor of what is out there. There is so much more to existence there's so much more to the physical world Mm -hmm. than we remember when everything is just our daily routine in this box with (laughs) these social media sites and these tasks you know everything can get to feel so limited and i really felt that like particularly now when the world is starting to open up and we're starting to return to uh the new version of normal and i think a lot of people questioning what what do we want our next adventure to be do we want to just go back to exactly what it was mm-hmm. and looking at the sea is really that invitation to the world is a big strange never entirely knowable place from an emotional standpoint mm-hmm. and you can start off on any shore and go out into the unknown and i think that's what was 
most healing to me about it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, good, good. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I want to ask you specifically about uh, one of the ideas that you were talking about. Yes. So, like, when we talk about ocean, there's a lot because the oceans are large. Uh, but there is the experience of the ocean where you are out on a ship or even on a pier. There's a very long pier uh, mm-hmm. where where we went to where you're kind of you're beyond the the crashing waves. Right. And when you look down at the ocean, particularly if it's a sunny day, it's this bobbing water that has, you know, the sprinkles of light. So there's the more into the ocean Mm -hmm. experience. uh, And then there is the sort of uh, violence isn't quite right. The dynamic crashing waves. Oh, yes. Which when you think of the ocean and think, ah, I need to reconnect to the ocean. Do you think about being like even out in a pier or on a boat and you're you're lolling and there's little sparkling light on the little waves or do you think of the dynamic crashing waves Mm, the power yeah yeah great question i think for myself i usually think about the the dynamic crashing waves but i think that is largely because that is the more um the more accessible version of getting to the ocean uh to get out onto the ocean you need to either have a pier that you can walk out on or have a boat yeah um and we don't have a boat so um and that's probably not on the horizon of adventure for us <laughs> and so i mean i i love that idea but to me that feels um a little bit more hypothetical as a way to connect with the ocean mm. um and but i love that experience of it but when i'm just like i need to see the ocean what I am picturing is me being on the shore looking at whether it's like big dynamic waves or just the gentle lapping waves. Um, but that is probably what's usually in my mind's eye. Yeah. What do you like about the crashing waves? Like the the, the slow lull in and out, like mm-hmm. on a sandy beach. Like there's a reason that's like the staple of <laughs> going to sleep music, you know, or <laughs> yeah. meditation of this, like the calm, uh, you know, repetitive sound of the ocean gently lapping at your feet. That's, of course, very peaceful. It's very rhythmic. That's It's very understandable why people would say that's relaxing. Huge walls of uncontrollable water viciously smashing into rocks, making strange, unpredictable sounds, uh, throwing foam into the air yeah. uh, at a, what seems to be erratic angles from, well, you know, wave to wave crashing. What is relaxing about that? What is relaxing <laughs> about water beating up rocks? Yeah. It, if you're at a distance where you're safe um, and you're not <laughs> likely to suddenly be, you know, taken by the water, it's. I think it's that proximity to... Um, to danger or but I don't think danger is quite the right word it's like that proximity to um, to just dynamic force yeah uh, I think your your use of the word dynamic earlier I, I really like so I'm gonna use it also it was a good course correction from violent <laughs> I mean it is violent it but, is dynamic, that, but dynamic I think is what's is, getting to what you're talking about yeah yeah and so I think just that um Feeling that close to that much um, raw power and raw energy in the kind of uh, very literal sense in some ways of 
you know, you've got all this energy moving up against a solid surface and it's got to go somewhere. So it goes up in <laughs> foam and waves. You can tell I'm not a physicist, but, uh, you know, something like that is how it works. And um, and I think there is there is a release about being near that. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it energizing mm-hmm. to be. It's almost like the energy that's coming off the water, like is in the air. Like I can be a wave. I could beat <laughs> up a rock. Yeah. Or I mean. I don't I have zero need or desire to be either one of them actually. <laughs> um but I just but it is intoxicating. Mm, yeah. I think for me I totally agree with you and I think yes, being at a safe distance. When we had our nice walk on the boardwalk, we were you know uh, almost ready to go in and then we stopped at a spot where the the I think it was the formation of the rock that the water was rushing back down on. Mm-hmm. Um was making this this like weird kind of humming sound, ringing sound. How would you describe it? Yeah, so it was. Uh, there are really big rocks, but there are also, I think, just a lot of pebbles. It was a very rocky area, and so um, it was making. Um, I would almost call it like a a gentle clatter. Yeah, <laughs> which isn't quite right either. But it had a little bit of a weird howl too. I like it for did. me, it, it definitely was like. Oh, well, if I was, you know, doing sound design for Star Wars or Doctor Who, I would record this <laughs> right? to use as a machine or a weird alien, you know, or an alien breathing through a weird machine. It was just like, it's so great and fascinating when you encounter something that is entirely natural, but sounds exotic and alien. Right. And imagine hearing that kind of sound, not realizing that you're right by the ocean. Yeah. Um, and just kind of. Or just not real, not if you've only been by sandy beaches before or something and you just hear that, you're like, what is that? Because it just, it was um, just a kind of uh, surreal sound. Yeah, yeah. And and exactly what you're describing, like the ocean was clearly not going to suddenly spew over the the guardrails there and, and wash out the boardwalk, but it was hitting the rocks hard enough that it would you know, you could feel the, the ocean's uh, spittle on your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so it was real good, nice, up-close, you know, exotic alien, but totally natural, uh, dynamic. I think for me, th- there is, um, I say this a lot uh, about um, movies and, and art in general, uh, that there's a power in articulating it, but you don't have to articulate it or intellectualize it to experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me in an effort to articulate it yeah. <laughs> on a podcast instead of just sit and feel, uh, which seems <laughs> rude to the listeners, I think that there can be a feeling in life that everything just sort of exists. It is planned. It's a real structural functional, uh, you know, point A leads to point B, and that's our society. That's the way it's always been. We drive cars. That's the thing that we do. <laughs> this is this. These are the clothes we wear. These are the rules we follow. This is the life that I chose. So I do this at ten a.m. and then I do. There, there's so much about life and and constructing society that can seem very linear. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something about seeing nature. It's something that we cannot entirely control. Be predictable and, and you, you can study it. You can understand it, uh, you know, 
oceanographers and random surfers could explain to me exactly what I was seeing in that moment. Mm -hmm. But to just observe it, to just observe the power of the ocean crashing into that rocks and see that feeling that change and, and dynamic action are the true stasis of reality. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. great. And, you know, it, it gets to, like, for me, like, just early things I learned in sociology classes about there's different ways to perceive society. You can perceive it as we build a logical system and then we all follow it, and that's good. And Or you can perceive it as everything is motivated by change constantly. Everything is always changing. And the, you know, really gets into the psychology of people almost creating, almost fabricating good old days and wanting to cling to the way that things were because mm-hmm. that that constant sense of uh, of change mm-hmm. can be frightening. The idea that our society and our existences are based on conflict can be frightening because mm-hmm. <laughs> plenty of us don't like conflict. <laughs> but I think just watching waves crash into rocks is this, again, this reminder that Conflict doesn't always just mean like I had a fight with my best friend, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. or I had to have an unpleasant encounter at work. It just means that change is always happening. Yeah. And we get to our kind of next step of evolution because conflict and change are always happening and they're natural. And Mm -hmm. and I that to me is really I I think without even articulating all of that, there is a comfort in just seeing the power and the dynamic action that speaks to all of these things that I'm wrestling with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you've touched on a lot of really great things there, but especially that idea of change being constant, that there is there's a cycle and it includes change and it includes conflict, and that is part of the forward motion. Yeah. Um, it's, that's a, a really good great articulation of that and i'm gonna think more about that yeah yeah and i think there's just uh when i've been stuck in the house (laughs) in the apartment and also just kind of naturally myself i you know i can get to start worrying about taking care of this and taking care of that and kind of protecting everything and worrying about what if this changes what if that changes i gotta shore up this i gotta watch out for this there is a comfort in like but this is just the reality that cool rock that makes that sound the ocean's going to eat it away eventually <laughs> and then there's going to be something else there that's interesting too yeah changes okay yeah <laughs> let go a little bit self is uh, i feel like what the the ocean is telling me like, yeah let go a little bit dude yeah um so that's a little bit of uh talking about the emotional power the mm-hmm. waves uh i do want to go back in time do you remember your first encounter with the ocean so I, I, I mean, I know when it was, but I don't have really strong memories of it. Yeah. Um, Do you like, is it that kind of thing where you were too young? So you have memories of people telling you what your memories were? Oh, absolutely. And I was old enough that I should remember it. And I think I kind of do. So when I was five, um, my family took a trip to Los Angeles. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, to visit family that we had that lived out here at the time. And... We went to the beach, and I do remember because I because we went in the ocean, and it was sometime in the winter, and I seem to recall that everybody thought we were crazy, but we were from Minnesota at that point, and we're like, no, it's not snowing, so and there's an ocean, 
and uh, you know we have two small children, so yes, they're going in the ocean. <laughs> uh, and I actually, and I do remember it being cold, um, but I don't have really strong memories of like, oh, what is this? Yeah. Um, and maybe to a certain extent, you know, being that young, I had been around lakes and rivers quite a bit. Yeah. But I remember loving the waves. Yeah. So, so that's really, so maybe that's why I, that's what I think of. Um, and then, yeah, so that was absolutely the first, the first time with the ocean. And then, um, a few years later, we went to the East coast. Um, and in particular, I think to Maine, cause my parents had lived there for a short time. And I remember both and we went to a place with absolute crashing waves. Oh, nice. So that was my f- the first experience that I remember, at least with like the big crashing waves. And I loved it. Just the idea that you had this noise and you would be sitting out of the way, but you'd get sprayed with this foam. And the smell, that salty, salty smell was really present. Yeah. Um, which I find it is more present in some areas than others. And I don't know the science of that, but I loved that. And I feel like that, got deep inside of me like that sea foam and that salty smell like <laughs> went inside of me and became part of me yeah i think that's a th- a great thing about ocean experiences i think there is something about the ocean that feels both natural and alien so if you encounter it for the first time when you are 58 it stirs something deep in yep. your biology of we are all you know a part of this strange living connected world but, and so I think that's a natural thing for, for, for humans to feel. Yeah. But then for people who, like yourself, see it at a very young age and your first memories of it are almost dreamlike, it gets that I same idea gets in even deeper because mm-hmm. it is like a dreamlike experience of this impossible alien but totally natural thing that you encountered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, my first encounter with the ocean was definitely like that. Uh, maybe I had an earlier one. But I was, in fact, just talking to my father about it recently. Uh, when I was very young, we moved from uh, Minnesota, where I, I saw plenty of lakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I don't think I spent a bunch of time at them, you know, as a kid, probably. But definitely that kind of that uh, size of lake where, like, you can see the other person's house across the lake. It's mm-hmm. small, mm-hmm. but it's it's there. You know, like, we hadn't gone up to any to Lake Superior or that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we moved to Oregon. Um and we did go out uh, to the Haystack Rocks, mm. uh, just big, giant rocks jutting out of the ocean. And I'd been thinking about that recently. And like, that's, I was so young and it was so dreamlike. And even at that age, I so loved anything science fiction or fantasy that felt otherworldly that I was like, maybe I just made that up. Maybe we didn't actually go there and I'm conflating some movie I saw mm-hmm. and I brought it to my dad. I was like, oh no, yeah, we went there. It's great, isn't it? Right? The <laughs> the rocks and the huge crashes and the weird waves that are created by these rocks that are just jutting out of the ocean. Uh, and I think that got in deep too of just wanting to see anything in the real world that made me feel like I did when I saw any sort of fantasy or science fiction or you know, mm. imagined these other alien worlds to have anything on Earth that felt that weird and alien. It's yeah. a very backwards way to perceive nature. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to go to a natural part of Earth that makes me think I'm in space. <laughs> but that's uh, uh, that that's is me. Yeah. That is me. Yeah. And I wonder so much what it would be like for somebody who grew up 
close enough to the ocean that it was just part of like you don't remember your first few times at the ocean because that's where you go on the weekends or every month or whatever and you just it's just so much a part of your life um that i'm i'm so curious what that's like too yeah right it must be just ingrained in a different way because Mm -hmm. for me it really is especially like that memory is like that stands in great contrast to uh going to bed on time and lima (laughs) beans uh for dinner and brushing my teeth like Mm -hmm. that is the opposite it is adventure it is the unbelievable Mm -hmm. you know versus the mundane yeah and and to me i think even in and you know we, we live here now and even when we go and say, okay, we're going to go, you know, drive and look at the ocean. To me, the ocean still feels like an event. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that is fascinating uh, to think of what it would be like on an everyday uh, kind of relationship with it. Uh, did you ever in your life have any interest in doing ocean-related work? Did you ever have a, a marine biologist phase, beach photography, <laughs> that kind of thing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Tell me about yeah. it. Yeah. So I... Um, at some point when I was a child was given a book uh, by my uncle that was about different things in the ocean. And, uh, you know, like I think there's like, it was a picture book for like otters and beer cans. (laughs) No. So it was like, it talked about, um, coral, coral reefs. And then on the next, like each page was a different kind of, um, overview of a different aspect of the ocean. So it was like coral reefs and, whales and you know things that you would find in the deep sea like the you know the um fish with the little lights on the top of their head oh yeah and it had various different things like that but one of the pages was titled ocean rivers and it talked about um ocean currents and the gulf stream and some of the other big currents and i became i mean talk about obsessed there i was obsessed at a level at that point with um, ocean currents that I have rarely reached that <laughs> level of obsession with a specific thing. Okay. How old were you? I want to say like nine or 10. Okay. Um, and I was absolutely obsessed. I wanted to learn everything, which, you know, meant looking at the encyclopedias. Um, and, uh, and for a little while, at least I hung on to that of like, I want to study, ocean currents this is what i want to do um and then i kind of as i got older and still kind of had that in my head but i also didn't really like biology and some of those necessary sciences i would have had to take and i think i would have liked them if i'd gotten farther in that but i got distracted with other things um and and also kind of had that like, well, but there's like only two places in the world where you can do, or in the United States where you can do this work. And that doesn't seem reasonable. I'll become a dancer instead. <laughs> I so, can dance anywhere. Right. Um, yeah. But I absolutely had that um, as a a potential career field. But it, it is one that honestly, it was such a strong one that I do every once in a while I'll go back and think about like, what would that have been like if I had stuck with even if not sticking with exactly that, but kind of sticking with something um, related to the ocean, like what would what would that be like? What would my life be like if I had decided to continue following something in that direction? Yeah, well, that's fascinating that even with that book of lots of things, you could have become just obsessed with uh, marine life, right? You could have become obsessed with the animals or with lunar tides. But the thing that you remember to this day is ocean currents, 
of uh, the movements beneath the movements, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which kind of makes sense that you became a dancer. <laughs> that out of all Never the options, like I want to know more about how it moves. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. How yeah. about you? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I think I had like, uh, I think I've said before, every time as a youth that I was introduced to something, I had this weird like, well, I'll do that eventually. Like I remember listening to the radio and thinking like, uh, when I'm a rock singer, how am I going to sing these songs? Because I'm going to do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I think Sesame Street kind of oversold me on that. You can be anything. Sesame <laughs> and Street. Everything. Yeah. Sesame Street never said you can be everything. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately. Um, so I think I imagine being like a scuba diver. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point I think I had like a little scuba diver action figure. Um, <laughs> yeah, that came with like a weird octopus. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have the little scuba divers that were like bubble bath? No, I did not have <laughs> bubble bath scuba divers. Did you? Yeah, or they weren't bubble bath. So they had little, little voyeurs. They had little um, belts. I, I, I've seen them since I was a child. I've totally forgotten about these. They had something that you like put like their suit. You put their suit scuba tank in. Yeah. And put them in the bath with you, and it propelled them around the bath. <laughs> Because it was some like I like baking soda and something reaction, okay. but it and then like, just flew around. Yeah, wow! Like, see movement. You yep. like movement. Bath time is fun. Bath time is fun. Uh, yeah, I don't. So I don't think it was ever at any like. Well, I really like visual art, and I I maybe like to be a comic book artist, or <laughs> I will capture whales. Like, no, there was never any sort of serious consideration of it mm-hmm. as a career. But I did want to follow up. It, let's say that some weird, unknowable alien power popped into our living room mm-hmm. right now and said, uh, in order for your lives to work out, you both have to find ocean-related careers. Uh-huh. Stop everything. Get some ocean-related careers. Yeah. If you believed this strange uh, entity, yeah, what would you do? Oh, if you wow. felt like you had to. Yeah. Well, first of all, I would be thrilled. <laughs> um, second of all, I, you know, I feel like it's one of those things that just because I have not gone down that route at all, that I feel like there's an area where there's so many jobs that I have no idea. Like, what are the things that you do? Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's very interesting work. I mean, as you know, because you are married to me and people who listen to this at all hear me talk about it, uh, I'm obsessed with climate change so um, and the climate crisis. So anything about that. And and in fact, going back to my ocean currents, it, it is already starting to have a big effect. And they think the melting of the ice caps will um, have even a very large effect because of the changing temperatures and all of that and um, on the ocean currents. So that would be fascinating okay. to just be like, okay, nine-year-old me was right. Here we go. <laughs> Back to the currents. Um, so there's that. There's some really interesting work with uh, about coral reefs with ways to kind of try to have some partially fake coral reefs that then the real corals build themselves onto. Oh, wow. That um, I would think would be fascinating to do something like that. Um. Yeah, uh, there's there's two ideas. I'm okay. sure there's more. Yeah, what would so you do? Current master or uh, reef builder? Yeah. Or I mean, honestly, if I could do it as a job, I would be a beach walker. 
What, what, oh, just like walk just on the beach? Walk on the beach and... <laughs> it's and like, is that a job I haven't heard of? Pick up trash or pick up treasures and things like that. Yeah. That would I be would amazing totally if like uh, like that town that we visited where mm-hmm. we were talking about how much how great it was to watch the people. If the town was like, look, we always need somebody who looks like they're walking around enjoying the ocean. So we're going to pay you <laughs> <laughs> four hour shifts. Right. Walking around. And- Only thing is you got if you have... Pick, see some trash. You got to pick it up. Got to pick it up. Yeah. Uh, beach walker uh, and boardwalk cleaner. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think my mind goes to the artistic because that's always uh, what it's what it's going to. So I think I would be interested in doing like beach photography mm. because it is one of those arts that I do think kind of does help people because uh, really great photos. I think when you or or even paintings, when you take them into your home, you can bring a little bit of that energy and that mood and that peace and all of the different things that the ocean makes us feel uh, into your home and I think it does it does help people we are extremely lucky to be people who have relatively easy access to the ocean and mm-hmm. lots of people don't uh, so yeah. a way to bring that into their homes I think is great I also just uh, I think because I have in, uh, invested so much of my life in visual art um, from you know getting my degree my actual skills with like my hand are extremely rusty, but those skills have stayed alive from years and years of doing uh, the graphic design for my own uh, theater uh, and, and comedy shows uh, and stuff like that. And um, I, ha- I think my only really outlet right now is taking photos with, with my phone. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I think photography would have been something that really hooked me if I had been born in a digital age, mm. it was always yeah. the like, oh, it's, it's, that's a lot of work and a lot of money. And, you know, uh, the, the few times that I did do some photography, that was a real like, ooh, can I get a different artsy shot? So I really like it's almost all for the sake of getting a fun or funny thing to post on Instagram. But I feel like photography or, or taking joke photos with my phone mm-hmm. is uh, a big outlet for me to stay connected to the part of myself that is really engaged in you know what's the angle what is the composition and all that and what's really interesting and fun to me about that is I I was not trying to take any amazing photos I was just trying to take some fun photos of the beach and the ocean uh, in this last visit and it is so funny to me that it is it, it takes a true true deep skill equipment angles perspective time to get shots of the ocean that come anywhere near close to capturing it you know yeah like uh, it's uh, i'm not saying anything that that people don't know but it is almost funny to me like i can find sometimes like uh a piece of trash or an action figure at target and i can kind of frame it to give it weight and significance and to capture with a quick photo what i'm seeing so I can share it with other people. Uh, in the ocean's like, nah. <laughs> it's like, you know, you you see those waves and you feel it. And it's in the just expanse of the way the sky meets the water. And then you like, you take a photo of it and you're just like, yeah, the ocean is blue and there are some little white lines. And we know those are waves. And there is none of the power of the majesty. <laughs> and it takes so much work and skill to capture the majesty. And that would be a fun challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the ocean's like, Yeah. You keep saying I'm big and powerful, so see, you can't capture me with your puny photos, your <laughs> yeah. cameras. Oh, an iPhone 7? You think you're going to capture my majesty with an outdated <laughs> iPhone 7? Nice. 
upgrade your phone at least. That's what the ocean was screaming at me. (laughs) No, I love that. If you were told by this magical being that came and told us we had to have um, careers that worked with the ocean. Yeah. If you were told we've discovered that um, certain types of fish, it will help help save their population or save their um, their ecosystem if you do uh, underwater comedy. <laughs> would you do it? Uh, like, and they would give you the the little like diving scuba thing that like yeah i want to be in like an old school like massive you know iron prison of a scuba suit yeah yeah or maybe you could be like in like the jacques cousteau like bell that like the all of you yeah and there's just like a megaphone they're like no seriously we've discovered this is this is what'll bring the (laughs) the fish back fish understand comedy naturally it just (laughs) (laughs) it powers through the waves sure yeah no if i believe the entity and honestly even if i didn't if the entity was like, here, look, this will help people. Uh, just I'm going to drop you into the ocean and work on your material. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can get some reactions from the fish. Yeah, sure. Why not? That'd be great. It'd be very peaceful. It would be. And you could probably get some really cool photos. too. Yeah. And, you know, with all of the comedy that's been done during the pandemic where uh, there often is uh, a limited audience or no audience, or even if the audience is there, they're muted so they don't disrupt the feed. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that different from doing comedy on Zoom where you're like, I trust that the things I'm saying are funny. I'm not, (laughs) I don't have an audience to listen to. I believe the things I said was funny. I assume you're all laughing now. Good. Are the people laughing? (laughs) Are the fish laughing? Yes. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, would you ever try surfing as a way to embrace the waves? Yeah. So I was, um, I hadn't, haven't really thought about it a lot um, because we used to not live by the ocean. But watching surfers this weekend, I did for the first time be like, would I want to do that? Would I, <laughs> is this one of those things where I feel like, have, have I aged out of trying surfing? Um, I, I think it would be interesting to try what's like paddleboarding what's the easy version yeah you know like i love being out in the water and the feeling of the waves um so the the idea of kind of connecting more with the waves and with that movement i think is amazing and sounds sounds very powerful um i know myself and which things i am good at and which things i am not um i think i would be a horrible surfer (laughs) Um, uh why because as much as you know i i dance and talk about movement and all of that and you know feeling the ground and all of those things for the very brief times in my life when i did gymnastics the absolute worst that i was at was balance beam okay and um you know like even when i do yoga sometimes i can do balance poses and other times it's just like yeah no not today um, and I just feel like maybe in the water I would finally find my footing. Maybe that's where I'm from. <laughs> maybe that's why. But uh, so maybe I would discover, nope, th- this is where you're meant to be, Sarah. Yeah. But I kind of feel like um, that's not, I don't think I would be very good at it. And I don't know that it's a thing that I would want to put in the the time to get good at it because it's you know obviously you don't just go out there and stand up there the first time like it's it's a skill that <laughs> takes a, a lot thing. of work yeah yeah no i i learned a lot did a episode a while back now uh with uh, our friend rebecca watson about surfing and her surfing journey and i mm. learned so much and it was so great 
Um, but of course, one of the things is, yes, it is incredibly time intensive. Uh, it, yeah, I don't think that I um, would want to now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also don't think, I don't know. I think it's one of those things that I might surprise myself that I could become good at it if I gave it a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But going back to um, my misinterpretation of Sesame Street, where I heard you can be everything. <laughs> I'm definitely at that point of like, ah, let's keep working on the things I'm already doing. <laughs> we don't need another thing with a huge learning curve. Yeah. Um, but the reason I wanted to talk about it partially was just to see your reaction, because you, you are a physical person. You have an amazing core. I, I was curious if you were like, yeah, no, I could do that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I could not do that. Uh, but the other thing that you and I both delighted in, uh, the hotel appeared to be uh, kind of across from a large building of condos that it seemed like the point of that condos, the condos were like you had to show your surfing card when you bought the condo because every morning just felt like hundreds of surfers <laughs> poured out into this one like very communal spot mm-hmm. and uh this isn't like new information to me but it was really great to see the amount of people at just like 7 a.m in their wetsuit on their boards paddle out to where there there are waves but mm-hmm. you can kind of ride them out just by lying on your board and mm-hmm. and it looked like they're all chatting yeah because i was like wow look at it look at those 25 people waiting for a wave Oh, one of them even tried to ride that wave. <laughs> the rest are just like, uh, this is like we're at the diner, but we're in the ocean mm-hmm. and we're chatting. I would I would maybe be a social non-surfer. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah. I'm sure in there's many uh, uh, names and realities for what that part of the culture is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps not well respected. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know, but it looked fun. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if you could get like a little travel mug out there. Sip your coffee. (laughs) Uh, All right. If you could transform into an animal and swim in the ocean, what kind of animal would you want to turn into? Oh, wow. I mean, how can you not choose a dolphin? (laughs) Uh, Well, why is that a such an of course answer to you? Um, Because I instantly like my brain was like one of those flippy things of like I instantly flipped through like. 12 different types of fish and mammals and other things. Well, and no, actually, I've thought of some others that I would want to be. Okay, but, but uh, we'll stick with the dolphin. dolphin. I think because dolphins, um, it feels like they're having such fun. <laughs> it feels like they are in truly enjoying life in the water. Yeah. And so if it were me as a land-bound creature suddenly getting to spend some time in the water as um, a water-bound creature, I want to be... I want it to be a creature who enjoys it. Yeah. And not when he's like, I hate the water. I'm stuck here again. <laughs> but it's more like, look, I can go fast. Look, I can go slow. Look, I can jump. Look, I can play, have fun and play with my friends. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. The, they, I love the idea that dolphins, the animal that really enjoys the ocean. <laughs> dolphins, the animal with a good attitude. Uh, that actually makes sense because my mind went to, uh, it flipped through lots of, Animals that I like or I'm entertained by, but the honest answer of what animal would I want to transform into is shark. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Why? Because, uh, and I, I know this is not entirely accurate, but the cultural perspective of a shark would be, it'd be fascinating to be like, well, what what's it like to be the scary one that everyone's allegedly scared of? And so there's a little bit of that, like, it'd be fun to just really understand what it's truly like to be a shark. Mm-hmm. But then with the sort of the cultural baggage of a shark, it'd be like... Yeah, no, it'd be great to just be left alone. 
(laughs) (laughs) And not that I am not a social creature sometimes, but there's something about just like the attitude and energy, just like a dolphin's like, well, they're always popping out of the water and chit-chatting and there's always rainbows behind them. And like a shark (laughs) is always just like, I'm just skulking around. I'm just, you know, having a bad day or whatever, maybe a good day, but, uh, you know, uh, a shark feels like the kind of <laughs> social presence that, like, another fish would swim up to it and go, like, well, turn that frown upside down, and then the shark could just glare at them, and they'd be like, well, I'm so sorry, I'll leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah, so very, that very is, uh, that's the shark energy that sounds kind of <laughs> kind of peaceful. Do you have a kind of shark? Are you picturing, like, a hammerhead? Great white? Ooh, no, I just, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Other sharks, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, uh, the basic shark. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't need to be a hammerhead. Okay. That that's you know too much all at once. Maybe I'll try a hammerhead later. Okay. A tiger shark. Is sure. that real? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think like a shark is. Don't talk to me. Uh, before I finish my first cup of coffee forever. <laughs> but underwater. Uh huh. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of an escape. Um, should there be land shanties that are sung about just looking at the ocean but never going in it? Oh, wow. Um, yes and no. Okay, your face is saying uh, 100% no while your <laughs> words are saying yes and. I mean, I like the idea of of shanties and creating traditions and creating um things connected to the ocean and different parts of it but that is where i feel like you're a shark and i want to feel like i can be on the land looking at the ocean without everybody feeling the need to sing a land shanty around oh okay you you are thinking about it of having to experience someone else's land shanty yeah Ooh. Yeah, no, I can see that. Like, if the land shanty was a thing that, like, yeah, you go to the to the land shack, which is where <laughs> you get your your beverages and your food, and you know that, like, okay, at seven o'clock we all sing the land shanty. Yeah, at to the sunset or whatever. Great. And then if you don't want to stay for the land shanties, you leave the land shack and you can just go stare at the ocean. <laughs> That's fine. But if it's a thing that's like just permeates up and down the beach, no. Yes. Okay. I can see when you were interpreting it that way. We were talking about the the beauty of looking at the ocean and watching the other people peacefully watch the ocean. (laughs) If all those people were like, well, yes, that would be uh, maddening Mm -hmm. and disrupt the peace of the ocean. I was thinking of it more of like we're in our hotel room, Uh you know, on the balcony. No one else can hear us looking out over the ocean and we were like, well, I don't want to be under those waves, but here we go, you know. Ooh, yeah. I would like a few good land shanty songs to sing when the mood strikes you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shanties to sing while looking at the ocean but not engaging with it. Mm -hmm. That's the name of the album. (laughs) (laughs) One of the land shanties will be called I Refuse to Engage. (laughs) Pretend I'm an elephant seal sitting on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If one strange myth about the ocean could be true... um, what would you want it to be? You know, mermaids, krakens, the lost city of Atlantis, uh, Godzilla or Cthulhu mm. is sleeping down there. Any other myth you can imagine. You know, the ocean is both knowable. Obviously, science knows a lot about it. And it is also a thing that feels unknowable. And there's still some, 
you know, things about it too on lock. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we were watching that great, uh, myth, uh, myths show on Netflix, uh, a little while back mm-hmm. and talking about how a lot of these myths come up because the ocean seemed really unknowable to sailors and like, well, that some storm made a boat. Uh, we want to be able to understand it. So Kraken, it feels better now because we got a name for it. We got yeah. drawings of it. We feel like we can wrap our arms around it. Yep. <laughs> so, so many of these myths sort of arising from wanting to have some control over the uncontrollable and the unknowable. Mm-hmm. Uh, what of all of those types of myths are you uh, enticed by? Oh, gosh, I'm enticed by so many of them. Um, I'm going to go with a hybrid of um, Atlantis slash just kind of underwater uh, cities. Ooh, just in general? Yeah. Or, okay. Or ta- like that they're, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say underwater life. Obviously, we know there's underwater life, <laughs> but that there are, that there's, um, and I'm not discounting you know, whatever lives of the creatures that actually do live in the ocean. But I want there to be something like an Atlantis, like that underwater bubble city. Yeah. Okay. That is what I want. Do you want Aquaman to be there? Um, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> I, I don't have a strong preference about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I kind of want, uh, I want it all to be real. Uh, Krakens in particular, I think, you know, there's been lots of talk about Krakens lately. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just always entertained by the idea that Krakens can be controlled because they, they, the myths seem to come out of this desire to give meaning and name, you know, and then people talk about we're going to unleash the Kraken and stories of uh, all throughout myth of characters like Aquaman who can be like, hey, Kraken, could you, you know? <laughs> uh, so I love the idea of a Kraken that is real and decides when to unleash themselves like nobody mm. else unleashes me i unleash the kraken says yeah. the kraken <laughs> i would like that i would like the kraken to unleash themselves and do a press conference <laughs> about what it's like to be the kraken Ooh, like an ask me anything kind of thing yeah i want the kraken to do an ama <laughs> on reddit <laughs> yeah might on take TikTok. some of the mystery away yeah yeah i would like to see the the kraken's tiktok Oh, yeah, a bunch of great videos underwater. Like, yep, going to destroy another ship. Here we go. <laughs> uh, if you could be at the ocean right now, what would you do by the ocean? Would you drink? Would you dance? Would you uh, read? Uh, listen to a podcast? Uh, just put your feet in the sand? What is your, if we could teleport right now from our living room to the ocean, what would you want to be doing? Mm, I would want to be sitting on um, a rock. Or a piece of uh, driftwood on the sand um, with my shoes off uh, and within a short distance that I could go walk and put my feet in the water and then go back and walk and sit on the rock and just kind of stare at the waves a little bit. Um, Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yes. I would like to teleport onto that log Mm -hmm. uh, with a martini Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I uh, I would take it away from the beach. And I would like to just uh, slowly sip the martini while you put your feet in the water. Sounds great. Let's go. (laughs) Let's let's teleport. (laughs) That's right. Come on, strange entity. Uh, Here's my final question for you. Yeah. Uh, You love to put your feet in the water. I do. Why? What do you feel in that moment? Bliss. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, just like full bliss. And it's the combination of the water, um, 
the sand. Um, although, you know, like I'll, I will also accept a pebbly beach. Um, but especially with the sand, like I love the feeling of the sand moving between underneath your feet. To me, it is like the ultimate foot massage. Okay. <laughs> so you're like getting this foot massage. And then there's just this feeling of, it's both like a feeling of um, refreshing and also there's a power to it. Like, especially sometimes you don't expect the little waves that have been hitting have been quite small and then a big one comes in and you don't realize. Yeah. So like you also have to stay aware and be like, you still have to make sure that you're in, you're in control of yourself. Yeah. But there's also a little bit of, but I'm just going to take the water that comes. Yeah. And yeah, it's everything. It's about, it's about being able to step into that experience of everything that the ocean is. Mm, nice. Yeah. To just uh, almost literally uh, dip your toe into the unknown, the mm-hmm. adventure, the yeah. peace, all of it. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's like your toes are like just a few more steps. And we also can see that underwater bubble city. <laughs> just a few more steps. There's a guy in an oldie time tank suit telling jokes to fish. <laughs> Amazing. There's so much unknown adventure. <laughs> uh, can you make a noise to sum up your interest in the ocean? Ah, nice, nice. I couldn't help it. Yeah, no, this is great. This is a beautiful noise. It's, I could put that on a loop to fall asleep to. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what is your obsession rating from 1 to 10? 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest? I mean, right now we're getting awfully close to 10 territory. Right, because we are spending an hour talking about something that is ultimately a visceral experience. So talking about it for an hour probably is just like, let's shut up and experience it, right? Pretty much, yeah. I did take a bunch of videos of the ocean when we were there, um, including ones that surfers randomly just walk through on their... <laughs> I wasn't meaning to get the surfers. I it's was meaning to get the ocean. really great. It is a perfect, like, old-school vaudeville rubber tree plant <laughs> cut across the frame, perfectly flat. It's like you were making... Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah we, it, we couldn't have tried to make that one. It just happened. Um, but I'm just going to need to go, you know, watch watch some ocean videos on a loop for a little bit. Okay, we will get to that in just a moment. But you still didn't... Did you give me a number? Oh, I said I'm, I said close to a 10. I'm going to say a 9. Okay, that's yeah. close to a 10. I yeah. accept that. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Ooh, yeah, I think I'm bouncing around a, a, a 9. And I think maybe the, the best way to say it is, you know... Because we always like to caveat. <laughs> uh, I don't feel a need to experience it in every way and be a part of it. I think I am feeling at like a nine in terms of my relationship to the ocean. Like it, the ocean is, in, I think the ocean inspires art, specific kinds of artistic feelings in me. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling at a nine with like that. Mm-hmm. I want to have that kind of inspiration, that kind of connection. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Excellent. Uh, Here are some quick plugs, and then we will do our final questions. You can be found on Instagram, right? Yeah, where I have not posted enough pictures of waves from our trip, so perhaps those will be coming soon. Yeah, let's get some waves pictures going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw, and I have posted pictures of the ocean and a TikTok of my Converse shoes uh, (laughs) in the sand because I don't take my shoes off. (laughs) 
uh, but maybe I will. Anyway, you can also follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host. That is called Force Center. For info on all my uh, upcoming shows, uh, when they upcome again, and comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshot.com. You can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. I also want to shout out the service ResistBot. If you're not familiar with it, it is. Uh, you can just go to Google it, ResistBot. Uh, it exists uh, for uh, text. Uh, I believe you can just use it through social media. It is a very fast, very easy way uh, to reach your reps. Uh, I think there's a lot to feel strongly about right now. And if you feel strongly about something, it is a very quick way to reach your reps and let them know how you feel. And with that, we're going to move into our final questions. You ready? I am. If you could change the sound of car alarms to any other sound, what sound would car alarms be? Birds chirping. <laughs> would it would it be pleasant or would it be like... Mm, I, I, so I said that, but I only mean that if it's, um, if it is pleasant, cause I don't want to get mad about the sound of birds chirping. Yeah. Um, so here's one that's already can be a little bit annoying, but is not as annoying as, um, bird alarms, the sound of a, a woodpecker pecking against a tree. <laughs> yeah. It's at I least like quieter. That. It's a little quieter. Uh-huh. It's a little bit more natural. Uh-huh. Yeah. But nice. also, like, isn't going to be like, oh, those birds are chirping again. Stop it. <laughs> Is that a bird or a car? I can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like that very much. I like that very much. Uh, I think everyone, when they, if they're going to have a car alarm set, they should have to record their own voice in the most polite tone saying, excuse me, excuse me, could you not? Do you mind? <laughs> and then you, then people that. can know that's your damn car alarm going off. Yeah. I love that. That's your voice saying, pardon me now. I'm so sorry, but do you mind? <laughs> if I could ask you to step away. Um, if you could write a giant word in space that the entire planet could see, what word might it be? Um, I mean, I feel like I want it to be something like peace, <laughs> love. <laughs> you know what? Listen. Listen. Oh, wow. That would be great because I think everybody would look up and may, some people would take that as... Uh, especially if it was translated into like every possible language and mm-hmm. you just saw it, so you understood it, They some people would take that as ah, a reminder from the cosmos to be a better listener. And other people would take it as like the first word in a message, like, listen, like, okay, what? Yeah, something's coming. <laughs> and no other words from the cosmos, just listen. Uh, final question for everyone on the podcast is what is happiness? Being by the ocean. <laughs> that seems like uh, just an honest, honest uh, right there answer. So thanks for grabbing it. Uh, thank you all for listening. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. So I thought of a much shorter way that I want to try to describe for myself some of the power of the ocean. Mm-hmm. So I think what is powerful about it is it creates a need to simply accept it. So it helps you let go because the ocean just is. And the really short way for me to say that is no one can call the manager about the ocean. (laughs) I love it.